Tyler and Nate going down. You know, I got to talk. Maybe I just need to come back and walk up amongst the people, find out what's going down in the hearts of the people today. What's up, Q? Good to see you. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, DJ? What's going on, man? Hey, Cindy. Talk to you later. Let's chill. <laughs> What's up, man? All right, got the family here, huh? All right, all right, all right. Hey, just one more through. They like dust some of this out. <laughs> How y'all doing, guys? Looking good. All right, looking sharp. Hey, mom. Andre, you know. Look at the beards over here. All right. <sighs> all right. Just walking through. All right. Looking good. All right. Look at that. All right. Looking good back there, Renee. Hey, Bernie. Look at the beautiful little thing. I feel better now. How about y'all? I feel better. Chris, what's up, man? All right. Chris, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, stop. Hey. All right. Dog, what's going on? I just have to. I just can't. I, I know. But I got to make a connection. I have to connect with the people. Hey, Destiny. Looking good. I got you, Destiny. I got you. All right. I guess we almost ready to move on. <clears throat> All right. Hey, Kayla. All right. Okay. This is so sweet. Oh, my goodness. We're live. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're alive. We are truly alive. My God. Y'all saved, right? That means you're alive. The Bible says when you're not saved, you're dead in your sins. You're dead men walking, bunch of zombies. But y'all alive. Oh, man. Y'all are? Okay. All right. Y'all know we live forever. See, we don't know our salvation. I'm going to talk about our salvation today. I'm going to finish off from Thursday. We need to get some stuff straight about this gift of salvation. We're not happy about salvation. We should be happy about it. Say satiria. That's salvation. We're going to get into some stuff today. Just move through it a little bit. So my thing is, I'm trying to figure out, I'm talking to God, you know, in some past experience I've been talking about, my thing is, what's man's issue when it comes to God? What's the, what's the big issue when it comes to God? Why is it an issue? It seems like it is the struggle, whether it's known or not known, whether you make it prevalent or not, we struggle with God. Knowing him, believing in him, (laughs) we have an issue with God. Is there a God? And if it is, why am I in this situation that I'm in? How come I struggle with believing something greater than me? 
how come that is an issue for scientists? Why is it an issue for the world? Everybody, everybody, the whole creation is going to be celebrating Christmas, but not Jesus. Oh, my God, I'm going to say it again. The whole world is going to be celebrating Christmas, not Jesus. So in the church, we get upset when we say we don't celebrate Christmas. But we believe in Jesus. We get upset. You got people, prophetic ministries. Everything just got the prophets coming to the house of God and a Christmas tree and a wreath and jingle bells and ornaments and yule logs and all this. But the world celebrates Christmas. Not Jesus. Then you get upset. When another believer says, I don't celebrate Christmas. What? You don't believe in Jesus? I didn't say that. I said Christmas. Show me in the Tanakh, the Torah. Show me Christmas. And I'll do it. That's not one of my message today. But I just figured since we just came out of one, let's go on in and get ready to go into another season. See, this is my whole premise of my teaching about our salvation. And what did he justify us and redeem us from? We have no idea. Why? <laughs> Am I provoking you to think now? All the commercials, they just, everything just... Bit ribbons and bows and snow and, and everything. I'm looking down at the little text at the bottom. See, they say, well, this is for Jesus. Nothing. No disclaimer, nothing. But we, as a body of Christ, don't know how to worship our God. Don't know who is what, what is right. Got all these prophetic people coming to my conference, to my ministry, and don't realize what the tree represents. And we're afraid to say, because we don't know. You're attacking Jesus. No, I'm not. Because my people, for the lack of knowledge, perish. Oops. I was right on point. Ding. I, I'm going to set up just a few little things before I get going into the teaching here. Listen to this. You might want to write this down, too. The greatest mistake a man can make is believing he, not, he cannot make one. How about that? The greatest mistake a man can make is believing that he cannot make one. Mm. I'm talking about salvation. God, the greatest mistake that a man can make is believing that he cannot make one, a mistake. Hmm. We're going to find out why people struggle with God. 
Being human automatically means you will make mistakes. <laughs> I said being human. <laughs> automatically means you're going to make mistakes. That's why he said there's no condemnation. Scripture already thinks the fix for that is already there. But you won't partake of that. That's why you can't move on. Okay. Here's another one. The ignorance of man is that he believes he knows everything. Okay, I'm talking to someone about salvation. And they believe that they're good. If I just be good, if I just do enough good, I can get in. That's not the criteria. Okay. See, that's the ignorance. Ignorance means what? Lack of knowledge. Don't mean you're dumb. You got a lot of ignorant scientists. You got a lot of ignorant physicists. You got a lot of ignorant mom and dads. Okay? A lack of knowledge. So I'm talking to this person and It is, a, it is astonishing. A stubborn man. It's astonishing. A stubborn man. Mm. The ignorance of a man is that he believes he knows everything. When a man believes he knows everything... He has just exposed his ignorance. I'm just setting up before we go into the room. So. I'm talking about this is why it's hard for people to believe in God. Because they know better. See, somebody always knows something that you don't know. And you may know something that they don't know. But there's still only one truth. Mm. Person believe that they're good. I'm good enough for God. No, you're not good enough for God. Not in your fallen state. So how do I get that man to believe that he is in a fallen state? What do you do? What do you say for him to believe that he is in a fallen state? Mm. The greatest misunderstanding is that a man believes that he understands everything. See how you got to dig through the fortress of his mind to expose his ignorance? Lack of knowledge. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh. I know. After all man thinks he knows, he still don't know why he's here. 
after all he knows. Or why he must die. All of your goodness, all of your smart, all of your intellect, you cannot answer the anthropic theory. Why does man exist? Can't answer that. Scientists can't answer that. And they still can't answer why does this body have to age? Why does it die? I'm talking man. I ain't talking spiritual man. I'm talking about man. Come of the world. This, this is, this is, this, I'm trying to figure out why won't he believe in God? Why is it a struggle to believe in a creation versus evolution? See, we, we got to get to this. See, we still don't understand the significance of your salvation here. Because I got to deal with that man and his belief first. Somebody won't, why, won't, why won't they come? Why won't they come? Why won't they come? Why won't they come? Two types of man. The man is either, let me tell you, the two states of man. That's really what it is. The two states of man. He is either perishing or he's being saved. There's only two states of man. He's either perishing or he's being saved. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to show y'all. Gonna, we're going to get into there. Only two states. He, he's, only, he's, he's moving to one or the other. He's never stagnant. A man is never just still. He's either moving to, toward being saved or he is perishing. There is no just standing still. Whether you believe it is not because time is against you. It's so plain for us to see. You're getting older. That means you're deteriorating. I can buy a brand new car and just let it sit up. Don't drive it brand new. Just let it sit up. And as long as it's in time, it will decay. Everything. That's why it's a season and a time. So, everything in this realm decays. Brand new car. It begins to oxidize. It's in time. It's going to rust and decay. It's going to pass away. Just like your body. Okay. Man, and it's, it's how smart he is. Okay. Any new discoveries? <laughs> see, any new discoveries in science continually reminds man of his ignorance. 
going to say that again for us smart intellectual people. Any new discoveries? You know, they're discovering stuff every day. Species every day. Been here. Okay. Places on the earth that no human being has really been. New discoveries in science are continually, it continually reminds man that he's ignorant. Lack of knowledge. Been there all the time. This is the problem. Sometimes scientists believe they know more than they discover. <laughs> they believe they know more than they discover. Why do I die? Why do I age? See, this is, we, you watch all these, y'all, how many of y'all been to the Justice League? I know y'all don't see. How many of y'all seen the Justice League? Well, see it. You ain't seen it. See, this is the thing. Most of the time, let's go, we go to the movies, we go to the movies because we want to be entertained or we want to escape reality and augmented truth. I want to be entertained. I want to take my mind away from this present state. I want to enter into another realm. That's right, when you was doing porn, you left this realm, went to another realm. The realm of the imagination. All right, okay. That'd be, okay. All right, it, it is real. If they be honest. They don't have to be because I know you got flesh. And the Bible says, no good thing dwells in it. And if you don't have someone to keep you, the Holy Spirit. Okay. You ain't got to tell me. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You lying. Okay. Oh, man. Sum it all up before we move on. All right. Really, all you know is what you've learned. All you know, really, is what you've learned. That's all you know. And all that you've learned and all that you've learned is not all that is to know. When people with this thing called salvation, why are you struggling with this thing? And you sitting there, you're dying. You sitting there dying and you don't know that you're dying. Because you think that things mean you're living. That's right. Talk about it. Then the Bible tells you, you can't take none of it with you. But you've been used by the spirit of greed to gather, to covet. And you can't see, and you are perishing. Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just trying to get us there first. I'm just trying to get us there first. I like to give you something to think about. I like to give you something to think about. How many of y'all sit back and y'all think about your salvation? What it really means? How many of y'all sat and contemplated justification? 
How many of y'all sat back and just, mm, see, justification, what does that really mean? Why am I saved? Let alone, why am I here? Why am I saved? We can't be, as a Christian, can I even tell you why I'm saved? Why should I be saved? The fact that you are 29 today and you're not three. We say we know God. See, this is the part of man that thinks he knows better. And God forbid someone come and tell you. But that's what the gospel is designed to do. It is to rescue you. That's what salvation means too, to rescue you. And we don't want to be rescued. I want to wallow and die in my sin. I might believe it if people won't dying. But people are dying. I was my own God at one time. I believe in the divinity of Rod. I did. How many of us actually gone back like Paul had to do with the Corinthians? I've got to go and declare it all over again to you, the good news. Because I only turned my back for a moment, and now there's other doctrines and teachings within the church. If within the body of Christ, there's other teachings now I got to go back and get the slate clear all again I must proclaim it all over again as if you've never heard it before that's what we got to do what is the gospel and I'm tired of us keep saying it's the good news it is But do you believe it's the good news? Why is man not afraid of death? Why is man not afraid of perishing? Why? We live like we're going to live forever. And it's evident that no one has. That alone tells me something's wrong with this picture. No one has. In this realm. <laughs> See, we, we're too smart for ourselves. No, what we get mixed up on is this word religion. And it should be relationship. But we get hooked up on religion. So this same person that I'm talking to and think they're the good, that they're caught up on, I, I was, I got, I've got, <laughs> yep. It messed me up when I was, it was Southern Baptist. That's what he said. Because they told him, you're going to hell. I don't know in the delivery, but was he right? 
I don't know how he delivered it, but was he right? If you're not saved, oh, this is the catch. Whether you believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, you're going to go a place. Because when you die, you can't stay here. It's illegal. You have to have a body. That's Rob Parson. You have to have a body. Does anybody know anybody that's lived forever? So it might be some truth to this thing. Just might be. Just might be. Just might be. I think it is. Show me that one person that's still living since creation. Tell me why the human body, I take good care of it. Why does it age? Why does it break down? Okay. See, it's a little simple thing. That we miss in salvation. Salvation is for you to live eternally Amen. with God. <laughs> You're going to live forever, just not with God. Okay, we don't believe that. See, this, see, this is the part where men, where it's trying, I'm trying to help us when we to witness. And you got to look at the state first of humanity before you witness. Make sure first that you're not lost and deceived. That your good works. I told you it works. People just don't get it. Okay. Get y'all good self. All right. Here we go. Let me see if I can get in here. So in the Corinthians, first thing Paul preached to them, first thing he talked about was the death of Christ. See, without the death, there is no salvation. First thing is that you believe. When you do sinner's prayer, you believe that what? He died. You have to believe that he died and rose. See, the death, this is, the resurrection is so important. Okay. That was what they were arguing about. How can a body be resurrected? You don't believe. Paul said, I got to go back now and declare this thing. Declare means to make known. I got to make known and declare everything that you heard. I got to proclaim that like you've never heard it before. I got to make it known that you had, like, like you had never heard of it. You never heard that Jesus died for your sin. I got to go to the whole church who I already laid down that foundation. Now I got to go back and start all over again. Your first work, I got to go all over again. Mm-hmm. Now, because some of the churches now, they're in danger of not continuing in the faith. Mm -hmm. They were denying the very hope of personally living 
in God's presence. Why are you here? They desperately needed the importance of the gospel proclaimed to them again. Paul says about the believers in the church, they had received the gospel that is actually embraced it as the truth. Mm. See how it is? They stood in the gospel. The idea is that they were firmly adhered to it. They did. They were obedient at first. Professing and standing for the truth of the gospel. This indicates that some were still faithful to the truth of the resurrection despite the error brought or brought or being taught by others. So we have that in the body of Christ right now. The same thing going on in Corinth right now. Same thing going on in the body of Christ. Teaching other things. Teaching what's popular. What's going to bring in a good offering. How about bringing that good offering of souls to God? Why it got to be monetary? Okay. Just saying. They were saved by the gospel. The word save is a present, listen, is present and a continuous action. Save. Did y'all hear that? Scripture teaches there are three stages of salvation, past, present, and future. Three stages. Amen? Let's talk about this salvation and this perishing. As I told you, men are placed into two categories here, perishing or being saved. And man goes through life having one of these two experiences. He is either perishing, moving ever downward toward the grave. Or he is being saved, moving ever upward toward eternal life. Okay. See, in the Greek, both of those mean a continuous action. Okay. That a man is perishing or being saved. The words are not static. A man is not sitting still. Even though it looks like he ain't doing nothing, he's perishing or he's being saved. Look at it. Mm. He is perishing. Listen, more and more being gripped by the flesh and being conditioned to accept a perishing dying world he is being or he is being saved listen moving more and more being freed to walk righteously and godly in this present world can you imagine that struggle of that man that he's being he's listen he's struggling he either perishing going downward but or is he saved he's he's moving upward into righteousness there's a struggle going on. This is what you feel about you sitting here right now. See that you, you're in the process of being saved. Not safe. <laughs> safe. 
No, it's satiria. So when you look at the world, you can look at them and say, man, they're perishing. See, this will, this will, this will energize you to evangelize. Once you grasp your salvation, once you do, once you take a hold of your salvation, you haven't taken a hold of it. See, this is how you compel them to come once you have. And if you haven't understood your salvation, you're not going to tell no one else. This is too hard. Why, why is it too hard to die? Hmm? Why is it too hard to die to yourself? The man who is saved is being conditioned to break loose from a perishing and dying world and to look for the glorious appearance of the new world. See, y'all ain't walking through this thing like that. Y'all not walking on that thing. Y'all are not going up these unsaved Mary, never. Oh, I know. I know you're going through. See, that says a lot. You can look at this like, I know you're going through too. I know I am too. But Maranatha, he's coming. See, we don't walk in our salvation like that. We don't walk in our salvation. We have not really understood the great gift of salvation. Hey, wait. Glory to God. I'm feeling, I'm feeling coming alive now. He's either perishing or moving toward Christ. He's either moving toward the grave or he's moving toward heaven. Which one are you doing? Because you can be in here and be perishing. Oh, okay. Woo! I told you, they come in safe. No. Work time. <laughs> time to get to work. Woo. Let's see. Perishing means to be lost. To be utterly destroyed. To lose eternal life. Perishing. To be spiritually destitute. To be cut off. Perishing. Oh, my. That's a hard. That's a harsh word right there. <sighs> Perishing. Perishing means to be lost in a state in this world. You, you, perishing means to be in a lost state in this world. It means to be aging, deteriorating, decaying, or dying. See, it, just, just the fact that you're not three years old anymore. And you're 29. I don't know why I'm stuck on 29. Who's 29 in here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't send him anything. All right. See, but we don't see that the fact of that is that you, that there is a God. We don't see that like that. We don't see that like that. It's hard for easy. It's like hard for easy to even grasp what I'm teaching right now about your salvation and you're supposed to be saved and happy about it. Amen. I get to live forever. These life woes. Won't be there. 
No, no, they try to teach you to candy coat it with some money. Hmm. That don't happen because depressed people kill themselves. Millionaires do it all the time. Okay. Did y'all hear that? Perishing. Listen, it means without life, purpose, or meaning, or significance. Perishing. God, I came that you might have life. Without peace. Uh-oh. See, if you don't have peace, you're perishing. And assurance, confidence, security in God's keeping. How many of us is walking like that? Right in the middle of the storm. See, your salvation is supposed to keep me, listen, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have peace. I'm supposed to be, listen, in assurance and confidence and security in God keeping me. Now, you're not taking advantage of our, of our salvation. See, we, we minimalize or marginalize salvation to this. I'm going to get into heaven. Not without no travail. Uh-oh, not without belief. You're not going. Okay, okay. Okay. Perishing means to be lost. Listen, in a state of, of, of loss. Uh, perishing means to be in a lost state in this world. In this world, it means having to die, facing judgment, being condemned, suffering. Listen, separation from God, from all loved ones. Experiencing that is truly hell. Mm, y'all ain't happy about y'all salvation. Just wake up in the morning. Woo, I'm saved. I'm working on this thing, ain't I? We don't think like that. Oh, I don't want to get up. Oh, I don't want to go to work. Oh, just don't want to do this thing, man. Hey, no joy. How you saved? The great word salvation is used in Scripture to describe at least three experiences for the believer. The once for all experience of salvation. It is an experience that has happened sometime in the past. Yet you have been saved. That's in Luke 7, 50. It is the initial act of faith in the Lord and Jesus Christ. It is receiving Christ into one's heart and life as Lord. Has, see, this is the thing. He, I receive him in my heart, but is he Lord? Because when a man receives Christ in his heart and he is Lord, your life changed. And you want to you wanna know what do I need to get out of my life Amen. so there's more room for him. Amen. Oh, I got one clap there. Amen. It's not room for you and him. <laughs> Vacancy. He has to be Lord of your life. See, we, we receive him, but then there we refuse to change. 
Hold on. We let them in, but then we say, you only can go this far. See, nobody teaching on what real salvation is, what it really is, and your participation in it. I keep saying, y'all keep saying, save. No, you're not. It really just begins. Okay. When you get saved for real. It is the initial act of faith. It's receiving Christ in one's heart as Lord. It means being saved or delivered from sin, death, and hell. See, that's enough right there. Hold on. I am delivered from sin, death, and hell. Maybe some of you need to go to hell for a little couple of seconds. And you might change your mind on this side, on the flip side. It ain't good enough. I'm still going to serve you the way I want to. I'm still going to have my mind. Hold on, you've been freed. See, this is what it is. We have, don't know the stench or the ramifications of sin. He said, you've been delivered from sin, death, and hell. Because you have, see, you know why we respond like this? Because we're ignorant in this area. That's why we respond like this, because we don't really have knowledge of hell, death, or sin. Okay. No, we don't. You've been free from the sin, death, hell, and been giving and been given the assurance that one will be, will never be, hold on, will never be separated from God. Either in this life or in the world to come. You know how sometimes you jump up and you kick the chair and it go behind you? See, that's the response that you should have. When I just told you that you have an assurance that you will never be separated from God. Either in this life or the one to come. See, this shows, this shows our lack of of knowledge of this. John 17, 2. And thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he shall give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Eternal life. Amen. Eternal life. Newsflash, you're really not living. You're supposed to have died. Eternal. The all alarm. Eternal. See, that don't register to us. That does, it does not register to you eternity. Yeah. You know why? Because you're still in the present. Yeah, right. yeah. 
So it's hard for me to go outside into eternity. But that's where your faith is. See, it's hard for us to grasp. Renee, you follow me? It's hard for us to grasp eternity. And he said, wait a minute, I placed that star in your heart. Well, who is that? Who is eternal? No, man want to live by his own means. Teacher, I'm not going. Okay. The continual experience of salvation. It is an experience that is occurring right now. (laughs) In the presence. Right now, you're being saved. Right now, you're in the process. Sitting at your, in the process of being saved. You're not saved. You're in the process of being. You're in the process. Hello? You are being saved. Okay, that's, that's actually, we're going to get to the scripture. I know we ain't ready yet, but we're going to get there. All right, I'm going to get you there. That's 1 Corinthians 15. But actually, it's 1 Corinthians 1 5. We're going to get into that in a minute. Hold on a second. It is a description. Listen. You are being saved. It is a description of God's work day by day in the believer's life. It is the Holy Spirit of God working within the believer. Day by day. Moment by moment. You're in the process of being saved. (sighs) Soteria. You're in the process. So when you wake up in the morning, you're in the process of being saved. (laughs) Not safe. You keep thinking we're safe. Okay. Oh, okay, here we go, here we go. As I said, the Holy Spirit is working within the believer. Y'all hear that? He's within you. See, that's another hint that you know that he's in you. He's working within you, okay? I got tons of scripture to back that up. To guide and teach him. And to deliver him through all the trials, problems of this life. See, that's part of your salvation. Just what you don't want. I don't want to go there, but it's part of your salvation. The trials, the tribulations, the loss, all that's part of your salvation. Oh, it's not every day is a Friday. I done told y'all people commit suicide on Friday. People get killed on Friday. People are raped on Friday. People are mur- listen, on Friday. God and teach him or teach you to deliver him through all the trials. See, we miss it. When you're in the trial, you will be delivered from it. That's what salvation does. Call them peaches. Trial of a life. They lost their first child.
God delivered them out of that. That's why she's with child now. And not crazy. God delivered her salvation. He delivered them out of that. Depression. No, we don't, because we don't understand our salvation. Why am I going through? Because you're going to be delivered. Why is it so hard? Because you're going to be satiria. It's part of your salvation. Well, you're going to have to have faith in this. Because that's what's going to be put to the fire. Did you bail out? Did you shut down? Or did you begin to declare? See, make known. My thing is, we got to get this. If you're in it, that means you're going to be out of it. You just don't want to go through it. But you have to be justified. That's going to be my next subject over here. You have to be justified. Y'all don't be just, y'all don't, no, mm -mm, mm -mm. help, take me out quick. He already said, I will leave, I won't leave you comfortless. See, you ain't, you ain't leaning on the Holy Spirit. You're leaning on your own understanding. And he told you don't do that. To fill him with a heart of love, joy, peace, all the fruits and resources necessary to live to the fullest your life. Salvation. How come the believer who says they believe just don't believe? Because soon as something happens, there's your joy. Your heart won't full of it. There's no peace. No, I'm getting no answer. And he gives you, he said, I give you every resource you need. Necessary. To live life to the fullest. Does the fullest mean that you won't have strife and trouble and sickness? Does it mean that? No, because you stay here instead of going beyond. You just won't look at eternity. See, that's what we do. We, can't, we won't see eternity. It's part of your salvation. Okay. What the problem is, see, what salvation is supposed to do is to conform you more and more to the image of God. Right. Hello? <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Salvation, hell, is to conform you, transform you, conform you to the image of God. Remember, you lost that in the fall. Man, you are supposed to be transforming more 
more into the image of Christ. You are. So why you still got pride? There is not in him. He said, the enemy, the prince of the world came to him, and he said, there was nothing in me. Nothing that he could take ownership of. So, that, I'm going with the kids too, because that's disobedience. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. My God. Uh, if I'm conforming to the image of God, my house has to conform to the image of God. Hmm. See, then I can't, see, to stir and equip him to live and witness for Christ day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, and moment by moment. See, see how much we're missing? This is not how, we, this is how we're not embracing our salvation. The circumstance is not really for you. It's not really for you. What you do, uh-oh, is you take ownership of it. It becomes a part of you. And you begin to live it. Now it's going to rob you for your peace, <laughs> your joy. It is quiet. In here. See, this is all dying. This is all talking about our salvation. We don't know how to operate in our salvation. We don't know how to exist in our salvation. We don't rejoice in our salvation. This can't be born. This can't be born. See, that's, that's the other part of man. He, he won't get saved because no one can tell him anything. And his life is a wreck. You still going to die. You still going to die. We all are. The redemptive experience of salvation. That is to occur in the future. Mm. Now is our future. Listen, now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. You can say first believed. Okay, now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. That's Romans 13, 11. This future reference to salvation points to the day of redemption, to the day Christ kingdom or Christ's kingdom to the day when Christ shall usher in his kingdom upon the earth. The day when God will create a new heaven and new earth and bring about his perfect will and rule throughout the universe. This is, this is the redemptive experience. This is the one that will occur. Amen? Mm. Let me see here. Here we go. I'm going to speed it up here. Oh, I got one for you. Hold on, y'all. Okay, here we go. We're going in now. That was surface. Mm-hmm. Can we go a little deeper? 
We can? I want to go to justification just for a second. Well, okay. Teacher didn't give me the look so I can keep going. Okay. Righteousness. Paul said, he is not ashamed of the gospel because it is the revelation of God's righteousness. Man has a serious problem. That of thinking he is righteous. See, this is what he, the guy was talking to me about his work. See, he thinks he's righteous. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, let's just love it. I just love it. God always gives you the real stuff. Man has a serious problem that he's thinking that he's righteous. The problem is easily seen by this picture. Listen, man thinks he is, he is good enough that he, if he does enough good, God will accept him. This is what, this is what they believe. God accept me. I don't have to mess with them religion people and all that stuff. You don't know what you're saying. Man thinks he is righteous and that he walks righteously enough, he would be accepted by God. Yeah, you do. If you're not in the house of God, this is what you think. Mm-hmm. You just don't know which God. Mm-mm-mm. My goodness. However, there is one problem that man or man's thinking, man is not perfect. But God is perfect. And he is perfectly righteous. Therefore, he cannot allow an unrighteous, imperfect being to live in his presence. Mm-mm. Man just cannot live with God. See, this is what people think. This is what they think. Oh, there's many ways to God. No, there's only one. There's one door. In the ark, there was one door. So we just don't see the correlation. Okay. All right. He is the door. Man cannot live. Man just cannot live with God. Not in his imperfect and unrighteous condition. See, first he got to believe that he's unrighteous. For he would pollute the perfect world of God. The very ground and atmosphere and nature of heaven. Of the spiritual world and its dimension. You can't be there. Paul didn't go in his flesh. He went in his spirit. Okay. And because God allowed it. All these people talking about they going to heaven. No. Mm-mm. You have to be summoned. Other than that, it's called astral projection. You just better hope you can get back in your body. See, this is how you know you're not in your body, because you will be crazy afterwards. Okay. See, y'all don't, y'all don't go and do the deep stuff and study how, what this stuff is about. I used to be in this stuff. When I say I know the truth, trust me, I know the truth. And you should too. The only way a man can live with God is to be made righteous. Perfectly righteous. How can a man be made perfectly righteous? The gospel gives the answer. 
The gospel is the revelation of God's righteousness and reveals how man can be made righteous and be reconciled back to God. Okay. The answer of man's problem is faith. When a person believes the gospel, really believes that Christ, y'all hear that? Really believes that Christ saves him. God takes that person's faith and counts it for righteousness. The person is not righteous. Listen, he is still imperfect, still corruptible, and still short of God's glory as a sinful man or a sinful human being. But he does believe that Christ saved him. Such belief honors God's son. And because of that, God accepts and counts that person's faith as righteousness. This salvation thing is serious. So God is serious about this. <laughs> Therefore, he becomes acceptable to God because he believes in his son. But Jesus don't say God saved. Okay. All right. God does. All right. Okay. Most people think it's no. Jesus. No, God saves. Okay. You have to go through his son. Through his blood. Through his sacrifice. Okay. Oh, my goodness. See, this right here don't make sense to the natural man, but this is spiritual, okay? Therefore, he becomes acceptable to God. This is justification. This is what it is meant by being justified by, before God. We're going to get into that in just a second. I need you to note this critical point. A person must continue, uh-oh, to believe. A person must continue to live by faith from the very first moment of belief to the last moment of life on this earth. <laughs> For it is his faith that God takes and counts as righteousness. What is it meant? What is meant by these two statements? See, this is what we don't understand when we say we're accepting Christ in our heart and he begins to become Lord of my life. Immediately, you've been located. When I won't save, I, I never had to file bankruptcy. But I believe. Have you considered my new servant, Rod? <laughs> Let's see what's going down. Let's see what happens. You know his mama ain't saved. None of them are saved. Soon as I got saved, I never forget the pastor asked me, he said, you want the Holy Spirit? I said, yeah, I want the Holy Spirit. I sure do. He said, you're going to feel something when I lay my hands on you. I believed it. See, y'all missing it. I believed it. 
I believe that. See, I was already, I already was setting up for the baptism. I, I believe. See, you get fixated on the person. No, I believe what he was saying is what God said. And the minute he laid his hands on me, I heard my mother cry out from the hospital bed. I'm in the middle of the road and I can hear her cry out. Ten years later, that's what she did. So the road means I, which direction am I going to go? Which road am I going to travel? The one of faith or doubt? That's what I saw. Oh, it's real. Why y'all playing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'm just saying. It's by faith. Everything. I received what he said by faith. And I saw it. And it's by faith. It's the real. So before she died, four and a half hours. I was in faith. Amen. That means in position. Ten years later, this happened. Exact what happened. Mel was right there. Rod! I heard her. Joe did. Smoking tongues before she left. On her deathbed. While she was still in her right mind. For 51 years, she rejected Christ. 51 years. Power of God. Y'all, it's your little mild affliction. Mild affliction. He tried to use that against me. He can't use that. I'm already in love with God. <laughs> if you want to love your wife more, fall in love with God, man. God don't argue. He, he don't split and division and, and all that. That's not what he do. <laughs> God takes and counts a man's faith as righteousness. What is meant by these two statements? From faith to faith. And the just shall live by faith. Very simply. The whole life of the believer is to be a life of faith. You can't take no break. There ain't no vacation. Can I say that again? The whole life of the believer is to be a life of faith. Well, you need faith for what? The thing that you can't see. You need faith to believe, right? You need faith for the things of the kingdom. How am I going to get over this cancer? How am I going to get over the loss of the child? How? That's faith. In God. Not a system. Okay. Oh. 
My God. See, y'all believe in it. Y'all, y'all, you, you. see, when you don't act in faith, see, this is what I don't believe. You can't, you, you can be a carnal Christian for just a little bit. That's what Paul was saying, just for a little bit. But by now, you should be in full throttle, full effect, believing in God. You shouldn't be walking by what you see. That's what the enemy wants you to do, to see. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank for yourself. Because if you're not in peace, you, he's trying to get you to see something. Trying to get you to believe something. The whole life of the believer is to be, to live a life of faith. From being, listen, from the beginning of faith to the ending of faith. From faith to faith. That's what he's saying. From the beginning that I believe to I end this life in faith. Faith to faith. From the beginning that I believe you to my last breath. From faith to faith. Okay. Okay. Therefore, the righteousness of God is revealed. Uh-oh. Continually. Oh, hold on. The righteousness of God is revealed continually through all of your life. Even when you don't think he's with you. Even when you sinned. Oh, Jesus, my God. Oh, you don't even get it. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Therefore, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's revealed. See, that's what that circumstances that you're going through. It's got to be revealed continually that I'm living a life of faith throughout the rest of my life from faith to faith from the beginning to the end from faith to faith my God oh come on now Hmm. Here we go. Let's go here. Since y'all are so in faith. <laughs> y'all in faith? Amen. You sure? Okay. Hold on a second here. I mean, we can go on forever with this. But since teachers here, we can't. Oh, man. See, this thing is messing me up. Y'all praying for my machine. Amen. Amen. Y'all hold on a second here. We're going to get this thing going. Mm-hmm. See, I can even thank God in this. See, it, it was doing it earlier, but praise the Lord, toward the end, it started, hadn't been doing it, but now it's doing it. So I can thank him in that. Amen. Let's see what happens here. Praise God. Stuff happens. Just don't like this for some reason. 
Y'all gonna work with me for a second? Right, Y'all just hold on. Good teaching. All right. We're gonna get this thing going here. Let me start. Anyway, while we're waiting, go to 1 Corinthians 15. 1. And keep reading until we get there. Yes, amplified. I'm talking about salvation. All right. So reads. And now, let me remind you, since it seems to have escaped you, <laughs> brethren of the gospel, the glad tidings of salvation which I proclaimed to you. Stop. So you got to be reminded about the gospel. That's what he's saying. Remember, he's talking to the Corinthians. He said, wait a minute, let, let me remind you, because you forgot of this great gift. Continue. Which you welcomed and accepted, and upon which your faith rests, mm. and by which you are saved, if you hold fast and keep firmly what I preached to you, unless you believed at first without effect and all for nothing. For I passed on to you, first of all, what I also had received, that Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for our sins in accordance with what the Scriptures foretold. Stop. So the first thing he was preaching to Corinthians church was God, Christ's death. That was the first thing that he got his revelation on the road to Damascus, right? To Damascus. I got it. First thing was his death. So he's preaching the same thing that was preached to him. He's preaching to them. Go ahead. That he was buried, that he arose on the third day, mm. as the scriptures foretold, mm. and also that he appeared to Cephas, Peter, then to the twelve. Then later he showed himself to more than 500 brethren at one time, the majority of whom are still alive but some have fallen asleep in death. Stop, stop. So he done showed himself to all these people, yet they still don't believe. So it's just like when you come to witness somebody, you're bringing Christ with you. And for some reason, because of the way I'm living my life, they still don't believe me. Okay. Mm. I'm talking about the person who's bringing the gospel. See, this is why your life is a testimony. So, but in the spirit realm, you don't realize that because of your living right and dying to yourself, when I bring the good news, there's an anointing on that that will draw them. Oh. That's why he's talking about living pure. See, you just think it's just you bringing the good news. No, but there's something else around you. It's called the atmosphere of heaven. I bring this atmosphere into my place of work. I bring it to the mall. He's going to tell me where to place this atmosphere. You got to understand what's really happening when you're saved. Come on. 
Afterward, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, the special messengers. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one prematurely and born dead, no better than an unperfected fetus among living men. For I am the least worthy of the apostles, who am not fit or deserving to be called an apostle, because I once wronged and pursued and molested the church of God, mm. oppressing it with cruelty and violence. But by the grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not found to be for nothing, fruitless and without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all of them, the apostles, <laughs> though it was not really I, but the grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God, which was with me. So, whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed, what you adhered to, trusted in, and relied on. Mm. But now, if Christ the Messiah is preached as raised from the dead, how is it that some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not risen. And if Christ has not risen, then our preaching is in vain. It amounts to nothing. And your faith is devoid of truth and is fruitless, without effect, empty, imaginary, and unfounded. We are even discovered to be misrepresenting God. For we testified of him that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise in case it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is mere delusion, futile, fruitless, and you are still in your sins, under the control and penalty of sin. And further, those who have died in spiritual fellowship and union with Christ have perished, are lost. If we who are abiding in Christ have hope only in this life, and that is all, then we are of all people most miserable and to be pitied. Keep going. Yes. What verse you at? 20. Yep. But Keep the on. fact is that Christ, the Messiah, has been raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. And he became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in death. For since it was through a man that death came into the world, it is also through a man that the resurrection of the dead has come. For just as because of their union of nature, in Adam all people die, so also by virtue of their union of nature shall all in Christ be made alive. Mm. But each in his own rank and turn, Christ the Messiah is the first fruits, then those who are Christ's own will be resurrected at his coming. After that comes the end, the completion when he delivers over the kingdom to God the Father, after rendering inoperative and abolishing every other rule and every authority and power. For Christ must be king and reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be subdued and abolished is death. My God. That is the gospel. That is the gospel that you say you preach. That is the gospel that you say you believe. 
That is the gospel that has rescued you from death. How come that's not good enough? And anybody tell me why? Why is that not good enough for you just to lose your mind in Christ? I guess you think you're going to live forever on this side. How come, is, how come it doesn't make you thirsty enough? How come, is, how come the gospel is not enough? How come your will is stronger than your understanding of God? How is your will that strong? See, this, this don't have to go no young, old. It can go to everybody. Amen. See, the kids do it in this way, in obedience. But obedience has to be taught. Amen. It has to be taught. And you can't teach it overnight. So if you got disobedient kids, buckle down. Or husband or wife. I'm just saying. Disobedience, guess what? It's a choice. It's a choice. Y'all agree? So why are we struggling with the with the gospel? That's a choice too. Why are we struggling with it? I'm going to move this because if I, I can keep going. All right. I'm going to keep going. I want to know something. Y'all got to be real with me. Y'all got to be real before we leave here today. Okay? Y'all say y'all saved, right? Amen. You say you saved, right? But well, that means then we should be acting like it. Amen. Right? Yes. Why, why is the situation overtaking you? He said, I wouldn't even put you in it if there weren't a way of an escape. I'll put no more on you than you can actually bear. See, the heavier the weight is, the greater the glory shall be. But you can't see it because you're in now and not in eternity. Why am I going through this? Why won't these kids listen? Why won't this husband do what he needs to do? Why won't this wife even do what she needs to do? Already done stuck your joy, your peace. Now your assurance is gone. You're not sure you're saved. I don't know. Why is it a struggle to be saved? Why is it a struggle? I just gave you all the things that encompass your salvation. Why is it still hard? Hey, hell, you know why? Because you're still trying to live your life. You're trying to be a demigod. 
You're still trying to be God and still, not, still trying to let God be in your life. You're still trying to, you still don't quite believe. This is why when I prayed, nothing happened because you're double-minded. And the Bible said, let man think he received nothing. Stand on the truth, not with what you see, and please stop feeling. The gospel is not about your feelings. It's the good news that you don't have to perish. (laughs) How come it's so, y'all got to talk to me, Q. Talk to me. What is it, why does it seem to be such a struggle to live saved? Without the world's influence, and just why the church has so much influence on the world, because they're afraid to live saved. I still got to have a touch of the world. Renee, salvation is the greatest gift. It didn't cost you nothing. It didn't cost you anything. You know why you feel like it costs you something? Because you're attached to this realm. You are, as Paul said, you are, now I got to preach to you as mere men. Now I got to come to you in your lower nature. And you're now supposed to be born again. Old things have passed away. All things have been made new. How come we can quote it, but we cannot live it? How come we can quote it, but cannot live it? Oh, because you feel it touchy. You feel it touchy. (laughs) I I mean, do y'all get this? I mean, we got to stop the the salvation, the gift that he's given us, Cindy. It's, it's, It's beyond your understanding, really. And everything that we know here is in part. As great as the word of God is, it's still in part. He said, everything going to pass away here in the earth. All things. Oh, I see a new heaven and a new earth. Earth is in time, ain't it? Oh, the heavens are in time too, ain't they? The one that you can see. That has to pass away too. Just like your circumstance. It's going to pass away too. Then there'll be a new one. And that one's going to pass away then. Then there's going to be another new one. This is how you... See, if you didn't have to believe, you wouldn't live by faith. Faith to faith. From the beginning to the end. See, I understand that that been wrong too. Faith to faith. And he gave us the, he gave us in the scripture, he said, and them died in faith. Not seeing up afar off. Your faith is attached to their faith. And their faith is attached to your faith. Until we all, there's one faith, one belief, right? One God. Come on up here, teacher, because I will go on this thing. 
Because I want us to really get this thing and be happy and rejoiceful of your salvation. Why are we still bitter? Why are we still arguing? Why are we don't have any peace? Why is it a struggle to be saved? Why? Why is it a struggle? Why? I want to know. Can anyone tell me why you struggle to be saved? Is this rhetorical, Pastor? Could we get... Man, I somebody, want somebody to talk to me. Somebody to, uh, one, I want somebody to talk to me. I wanted two people to really to volunteer. Just be honest. Just be honest. Okay, Q, she said she has something. Go ahead. Amen. Delivering your, living in your own will. Hmm. Okay. Living in your own will. Living so, in your own will. This is what she's saying. So okay. it's just your personal struggle. Okay. okay. That's good. I like that. Thank you for your so honesty. Okay. So we're talking about personally. So mm-hmm. for you, so okay, I'm just make, uh, making it clear because I'm, I'm not uh, assuming because a lot of times we get caught up and we speak in general. So yeah, own will and trusting God, Jana and Andrea, but Jana. So for you again, personally, it's for you. Okay. So. It, oh God, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. So that's why that's your that's your struggle. It's got you. All right. So the, the falsehood of what a what a saved person's to live. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Andrea. So for me to understand you clearly, because I'm not quite understanding, your experience, your challenge to live saved is because of your sight? Okay, see, okay. I'm just trying to simplify it so, to communicate. So simply her sight, you pretty much live by what you see. Or no, I need you... Okay, so it's your ear gates, mm-hmm. your ear gate, eye gates, those entrance. Got you. Okay. All right. So we, so everyone, I mean everyone, some people have their, see we all have a certain, it's one thing for it to be a, I use the word because it's something else for you to be saved and it really should be a struggle. This is serious. And it's another thing to say for it to be an active engagement of the word. See, this is what I'm saying because I'm in the flesh, but I don't live according to the flesh. But I have to purposely every day engage with the word of God 
which then doesn't make it a challenge, and I don't struggle. But so you all align if you're not saying that every day you you just live and say. Okay, so I'm just letting the one that know that if you feel that you don't have a struggle, that you do. Okay. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm, yes, you I'm do. letting you know because you're in the flesh. So, I, but I want you to identify. That includes us. I, right. That's why I just okay. explained what mine was. So I'd use okay. myself. Yeah. Mine is simply that I'm aware of I'm in the flesh. I don't have anything particularly that with my ears and eye gates. It's my, the mind of my flesh. And you're not led of that. Right. Mm -mm. And because, okay, I won't get on no myself, but I want to let you know that I'm a part of this as well. Okay. So, uh, was there someone else? Anybody else? Tiffany? That's good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's real good. That's right really there. good. Say that again. What he's what? Done for her. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the part that we miss, that we forget mm -hmm. of what he's really done. Mm -hmm. So if you don't remember what he's done, you will not praise him. Mm -hmm. You will not worship him. You won't fellowship. You won't do any of these things if you don't remember what he's done for you. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's really it's good. Real. Oh, man. Cindy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Distraction and. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So we. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. It's, it's because some of the tests and trials that people go through. And, uh, you have and to I'm going to take us back to, I'm going to take us really quickly back to our original conversation with God. Romans 10, 9. Mm -hmm. Let's go there, minister. Then we're going to close. Because we have to really get past this because if not, you can never really fully serve God. And you're at the disposal of the enemy. You're yep. at his beck and call. And it's going to be a struggle. Everything you do is going to be a struggle. Everything, I mean, your very best efforts at doing whatever you're going to fail at because we either don't, like you said, we don't remember, we don't understand. Really, he said, when you come to him, you have to know that he is God. And he exists. And we keep forgetting that he is God. And he exists. See, his existence is what is escaping us. He is your salvation. Oh, man. Okay, so I want us to be, because if we don't get this, we're going to keep falling back in the hands of the enemy. Yes. Your magnetic personality. It's, we fall back into the hands of the enemy or the trappings of our situation and trials, whatever you, whatever's going on here in the mind and in the heart is what we keep, this is what keeps imprisoning us, bring us back to have us to be in prison again. And so <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 
So what's happening is that the enemy, he keeps stopping you, or, and you're working with him because you're, you're actually giving up. You, you give up on your relationship with God. That's why I say if I really, and I was so sincere, if I really praise God the way that I know the praises inside of me, I mean, you, I mean, literally, everyone would literally stop what you're doing because <laughs> you won't understand what's really going on if I ever. And, and my husband's always telling me, he said, he said, babe, why don't you just go ahead and do it? And I've been saying this for years. We've been married for 14 years, and now I'm Terrence, I'm still saying it. I said, babe, it's some things I just want. I mean, this is what I want, really want to give up to God. But if I give it up, I don't, literally, it could be my life. I am so serious mm-hmm. when it comes to really praising God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just. Do it. <laughs> Quench not the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying. So I, I want us to understand. Take us back. to. I want to take you back to when you really first had your conversation with God. And that's Romans 10. Read me and say how. It so reads, because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth Mm. that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That there by itself, I mean, I'm going to keep myself together because each time we hear the word, we should be experiencing another part of God, another part of his glory, his goodness, his awesomeness, just his presence, his being that we cannot even really comprehend, but we know it's there, right? Mm -hmm. So if, he's saying if, if you would confess with your mouth, if you if you would keep testifying, see you stop testifying. Mm. You stop testifying. I'm not talking about the testimony we're doing in church. He mm-hmm. said, if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is Lord, Yeshua. See, we have to stop there. If you would confess, if you would declare, if you would make known that Jesus Christ is Lord, because this is what Doubt and Thomas did at the resurrection. He said, now when he stuck his hand in his side, he said, your Christ and your Lord. That's right. He got the understanding that you are God is what he said. <laughs> he said, you must know that when you come to him, you must know that he is God. That he exists and he's God. Thomas said, you are Christ, and you are Lord. Lord. Amen. You know him as Christ, but you don't know him as Lord. That's, that's what I said. Of your life. Hmm. 
<laughs> you have not experienced him as Lord. To experience him as Lord means this. This is why Terrence is still a struggle. Because he's just Christ to you, but he's not Lord. This is why it's still a struggle to believe because he's not Lord, which means that you, he has not become full authority over your life. He does not possess you. He does not have full reign over your entire life. He's not Lord. That's Lord. This is why, Renee, this is why it's still a struggle to understand him, to hear him, to experience him, because we will not give him. We will not give him, Celeste, our entire life. You keep, he said, you keep rejecting me. So when we don't receive his word, he's not Lord over your life. You have not submitted yourself under him as he is master over every error of your life. This is the struggle. He's not Lord. He's not Lord over your tongue. He's not Lord over your heart as it thinks. He's not Lord over your lips as you speak. He's not Lord. This is the struggle. Read on. Read, go back. Uh, what verse? Nine? Beginning, yep. Mm -hmm. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord. Stop. Recognize. If you would recognize... You have to identify, recognize that is not you that's Lord over any area of your life. Your job, your finances, your own, your own thoughts. He's Lord over my thoughts. Amen. See, this is why you're still having uh, a struggle-making decision. Do I go here? Mm -hmm. Do I remain here? Do I go there? Do I stay you know what? Because you're still, everything we do is still either pastor attached to people. Yep. That right there limits you. Uh -huh. It's attached to people. Mm -hmm. And not attached to God. Because wherever God tells me to go, I'm going. going. And, and, and at times it may be without it, in any type of notice. I'm just gone because he told me to leave. Amen. And he didn't tell me to tell everybody bye. He said for me to go. Because <laughs> when he called Abraham out of his countrymen. His family. He didn't, he didn't tell him to tell everybody goodbye. Let the dead bury the dead. To get up and leave. When God gives you something to do, he's given it to you. It's not for everybody else. It's not for them to understand. It's not for you to even understand. It's for you simply to obey. Hey. So you acknowledge God in your obedience, and that's what we're not doing. 
Go on past that scripture to the next verse. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to. So stop there. So with the heart you receive. See, we're trying to believe. But when you receive Christ, then you believe. Hear me, Terrence, that when the word is spoken, this is the challenge. We're trying to either believe or not believe. What do I do with this word? Just receive. Just take it. Just take the word. And in your, in your acceptance of the word is how you believe. See, we're trying to figure it out. Just, just take it. Like a person said, hello. You received the hello, right? It's as simple as that. Mm -mm. Mario, it's as, as simple as saying good morning. And you hear it, so you receive, and you respond by your, your reception by good morning. Corresponding that. And my life then changes because I simply just receive. A person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies. Stop. Because I recognize that this is something I need to consider to receive, that Christ is Lord of my life, and I actually receive what I'm hearing. Now, because my heart, now my heart begins to think. Your heart thinks. So by me responding and receiving what I heard, now my heart thinks about what I heard and what I received. Now it becomes a part of me and becomes part of my thoughts. See, you're not changing some areas of your life because the word is not becoming your thoughts. Go ahead, man of God. And so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, and confirms his salvation. See, once I, I receive the word of God, now it's going to cause me to speak the word of God, because now the word of God has become my thoughts. They become my thoughts. It become my way of living. But it's because for some reason we're still not accepting God. He has to be your all. Amen. When you still, if you're still doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, and it's a time for the gathering. See, but for us, it's a cult. Because you say, oh, I can't do the things right. See, again, I can't, I can't do. No, your life is bought with a price. Didn't you say that in Romans 10, 9? Either you're going to do what you want to do, or you're going to completely serve the Lord. He says that. Pastor, it is a sin for those who say that they are believers. Almost blaspheme to say that you believe in Christ, 
but you don't acknowledge him as Lord. Mm. Which means if you don't allow him to have full reign over your entire life, he's not Lord of your life. Oh, that's part. And you cannot call on him as Lord. Get this really, we're doing what we want to do. We, we have service. You're not in the hospital. See, we are missing, Pastor. It's not, what do we get out of whether you, you're here or not? I'm asking you, please tell me. Pastor and I, we're just saying what the word of God says. That when he says, don't forsake yourself to assemble, to come together. And especially on the day that we call Thanksgiving. And you can't possibly give thanks on that day. Because again, it shows that he is not Lord over your entire life. Amen. It is a pastor is close to blaspheming because this is part of what you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Go back to Romans 10 9. Revisit the conversation that you had with Jesus Christ. Revisit that because this is your salvation. That's not intact. If you still are operating your life as Lord of your own life. Amen. Amen. Pastor, thank you for the word of God. And my prayer is that the people of God will come to a place in their heart with God where the word supersedes everything in their life. That there's nothing greater, no one else greater than the word of God. And if we don't reach that point, we have not reached the point of salvation. Hmm. We have not reached the point of salvation. Time for prayer. Amen. Intercede. Continue time of worship. Giving of your seed as an offering and a sweet savior to our Lord. This is our relationship with God. This is the time you can come up for prayer. Or you want to stand in the gap with someone else. Or definitely with the word that you've heard today. Lord, I'm in agreement with you being Lord of my life. And I repent that you have not been Lord of my life. Put myself in jeopardy of me being a man or woman that's in a state of being perishing. That's right. Instead, I desire to be a man or woman that is ever increasing in eternal life. We're going to have to answer to this, people of God.